Hi, beautiful, and welcome to The Blossoming Badass, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Bond Marburger. I'm your typical 20-something-year-old girl whose life has been far from easy, but one of the things I've learned along the way is that I'm truly passionate about helping others discover self-love, especially through my own past experiences. I believe that everything we go through is just a chance to grow and to blossom into the best version of ourselves. My goal is to create a safe space for everyone to feel accepted. I hope to in some way be able to inspire each and every one of you to feel more confident and to embrace your own journey of finding your true self. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride because no topic is off limits and I'm getting raw, real, and honest. If you've made it this far, thank you. Without you, my dream wouldn't be a reality and I hope that we can become internet BFFs along the way. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to my podcast, The Blossoming Badass. This week I am talking about self-love and that is something I am so passionate about and something that I feel like everyone should be able to find and discover and have for themselves. If you know me or if you follow me over on Instagram, you probably know that for about the past year and a half, I have been on a self-love journey. But before that, I literally had little to no self-confidence. I knew for years that I wanted to find self-love, that, you know, having self-love was important, but I didn't know what it meant to me. I didn't know how to achieve it. And I really didn't understand the obstacles that could be in my life holding me back from having it. So today I really want to be able to help you define self-love, explain what self-love means to me, you know, help you with some little things that can, um, you know, push you to achieving it. And then also, you know, outlining five main things that contribute to you not having self-love or struggling during your self-love journey. So jumping right into it. About a year and a half ago when I started my self-love journey, I also was at the point in my life where I was starting my online business. And I feel that without my online business, I would not be in a self-love journey at all because the first thing I learned when being an entrepreneur was that I needed to define my why. And basically your why in business is like, why do you want to have a business? What is making you like choose that specific business? How do you want to help people? What are your motives, passions, vision, like all of that, right? So I was told to sit down and really define my why, get specific with it and go from there. Well, when I did that, I realized that self-love and wanting to find self-love was part of my why, but that it was also probably important that if I needed to know why I was starting my business, I should probably know why I want self-love and what it actually means. So I sat down, got real with myself, and came up with my own definition of self-love, which I kind of want to take some time and break down for you. So My self-love definition is kind of broken up into three parts and they all kind of tie together. The first part is that I define self-love by learning to love myself in all of life's stages. And I think that this is important and like the first part of the definition because I am a person that has grown and changed so much over the course of my life, just as a lot of you have probably done as well. Like from gaining weight to losing weight to having different like health issues to moving and being around different people, trying different fashion um, trends, you know, all of it, I've, I've changed a lot. And so 
I realized that in order to have self-love, you have to be accepting and, you know, aware that you are entitled and deserve love at every single stage of your life. So you need to learn that in the past, the present and the future stages, you love yourself no matter what the stage looks like. The second part of my definition is, you know, going into who I am, like what makes me me. And so I realized that if I was accepting who I am, it looked like accepting who I am in mind, body, and spirit. And so I chose, you know, those three as kind of like my self-love pillars, if you would, because I think that they, you know, fully embody who I am. So with my mind, it's how I think, um, how, you know, um, my, my mindset has shifted, my body, it's how I feel sexually, how I look at myself, how I expect other people to see me, um, you know, if I've fluctuated in weight, you know, just accepting my body for what it is and, you know, ultimately our body is like our vessel for life. So, you know, you really need to be able to learn to accept, to love your body in every single stage of life. The last thing and like the third pillar, I guess, for my self-love definition is my spirit, accepting and learning to love my spirit. And for me, that kind of went tied into like spirituality more or less because You know, my spirituality had changed a lot over the course of my life thus far, and I expected to continue to change. I, you know, shifted and tried to figure out what I truly believe in as far as like religion. Um, You know, it can look a spirituality can look a variety of different ways. And so, you know, in order to love myself, it's accepting who I am in mind, body and spirit at every single stage of my life. And then the third part of my self-love definition is finding the confidence to believe and accept that I am uniquely beautiful without any stipulations or comparison. And this is probably like the most important part, but also the hardest part because I am a chronic people pleaser and I know this. I constantly aim to please other people even before I aim to please myself, but also like because of that, I compare myself to other people so much. And you simply cannot find self-love by doing that. Like you are not going to look like me. I'm not going to look like you. You're not going to look like your sister, mother, brother, whatever the case may be, your best friend, um, you know, your great aunt, like you're just not going to look like them. You're different. You have different characteristics. You may be similar to someone, but you are unique and your uniqueness is what makes you beautiful. And you need to be able to find love for your own specific unique beauty without putting stipulations on it, without saying, well, if I was to lose 50 pounds, I'd be beautiful, or I'd feel beautiful, or I'd then be able to find self-love. Like you need to be able to take the stipulations off of your beauty. You need to be able to take like comparisons out of the picture and be able to learn to find the belief and acceptance of your own unique beauty. So, you know, once I had that definition, I really felt like I was kind of off to the races with my self-love journey. Um, And it made me realize that I think for every single person wanting to find self-love or feeling like they don't fully have it, you have to find your own specific definition because self-love looks differently for a lot of people. Um, I think when you sit down to 
make your definition, it's really important to not make your definition based on the specific things you're trying to achieve, but rather the feelings that achieving those things would make you feel. So for example, like if your self-love or part of, you know, finding self-love is, you know, learning to accept your body physically or learning to love your body physically, it's not your definition of self-love isn't losing weight or isn't, you know, um, anything regarding the, the physical aspect of it. It's what would making those physical changes or what would, how would you feel if you fell in love with your body the way it is physically? And then that becomes part of your definition. So, you know, truly coming up with a definition for self-love and making, you know, your own specific definition is what's going to give you the framework for your self-love journey and give you the ability to then put action steps in place to help you actually find it and achieve it. So, okay, you, you made your definition, you know what, what self-love mean means to you. you, you know, you get the picture of what self-love means to me, but how, how did I achieve it? How can you achieve it? Well, I think that there's three things that really, you know, are important to achieving self-love. And the first one is that you need to be intentional with your thoughts, feelings, and actions. So for me, um, this looks a lot of different ways, but the, the main one that comes to mind was being intentional with my thoughts and the way that I felt about myself and the way that I was really like talking to myself. So I realized when I started getting intentional and becoming more self-aware that I constantly on the day-to-day practice negative self-talk. Like I was constantly talking shit to myself. I was constantly like almost degrading myself in a sense. And I needed to put something in place to be able to reroute the negative thoughts that I was having. So for me, how I started, you know, putting an action plan in place to to do this was that I had a journal and I would use my journal to reroute my negative thoughts. So what that looked like was sitting down and every single time I would have a negative self-talk or, you know, you could even use the notes in your phone for this. When you have a negative self-talk thought, you write that down and then underneath it or next to it, you then write what the positive thought would be and you make an affirmation from it. So an example, I don't like my body. Okay. That's a negative self-talk thought. Like you're, you're degrading yourself. You're saying that your body isn't enough. Okay. The positive thought to, you know, reroute that would be, I'm proud of my body because it's a vessel for my life. My body keeps me alive. It sustains me. My body carries me throughout my day to day. Like my body is powerful. So that's the positive thought. And then you can make an affirmation from it. So every single day you start telling yourself, I'm proud of my body because my body is my strength. My body carries me. I am confident in my body because without my body, I wouldn't be able to sustain life. And you start saying those things every single day and it becomes your own affirmations that are specific to what you need and the thoughts that you need to reroute. And I know that when I started practicing affirmations, I thought that it was super corny, like honestly ridiculous. I was like, how am I supposed to like hang these little sticky notes up or, or, you know, 
write this on social media or um, journal these things every single morning and take myself seriously. Like this is ridiculous. But a huge part of self-love or like personal development or growth in general is the mindset. And honestly, it's tricking your mindset to believe positive things. Um, To become a positive person, you have to believe positive things. And I hands down stand by the fact that if you reroute negative thoughts with positive feelings, you will eventually start believing them. It may take a while. It may not be automatic, but you will eventually start believing them and you'll start embodying it and you'll start representing that outwardly to other people in your life. So by saying things like, I am beautiful, I am unique, I am creating the life that I desire, I am strong and resilient in all situations, I started actually putting those things into practice, believing them more than I ever had before, and starting to live those things out in my day-to-day life. So that's number one on how you can kind of achieve self-love. It's getting real intentional with your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Number two is that you need to be vulnerable with yourself and others. And I think that this is truly where people take their self-love journey from from 100 to zero because people do not want to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is uncomfortable. It's emotional. And truly, self-love journeys are exactly that. You are not going to be on a self-love journey and it's going to be peaches and cream every single day. It's not going to be roses and and smiles and like rocking in insane clothes and being promiscuous or whatever. Like that's not self-love, like your self-love journey. Your self-love journey is diving deep into trauma. It's being vulnerable. It's letting those emotions come out. It's working through them. And A huge part of that for me was sitting down and when I was having these negative thoughts and then I was starting to be intentional with rerouting the thoughts, really getting down and being vulnerable with what made those thoughts present in my life in the first place. So for me, that specifically looked like working through childhood trauma. It was, you know, really taking a look at those times in my life where I felt like my confidence had been taken from me or made, you know, my beauty was questioned or, you know, I felt like I wasn't good enough or, or whatever the case may be, it was having to be vulnerable and address those things, get to the bottom of it, and then really work at, at not letting that control my life anymore. And I will say, you can't just do this with yourself. Like you need a support system. You truly need people in your life that will support you and empower you and be there to help guide you and keep you on track. And those people will really come out and you'll, it'll become apparent and we'll get to that later, but you need a support system. And I know a lot of us are like, oh, well, my friends will be there and this, that, and the other thing. And that's great if that's the truth, but you know, you may have people in your life that you cannot be vulnerable with and that's okay, but you need to then lean on the people that you can be vulnerable with. So for me, that looked like having my closest friends check me and hold me accountable when I was kind of saying something that was a little down on myself or not really like fully aligning with my self-love journey, having, you know, my friend be like, Bond, how about you say this instead? Or no, that's not true. Don't, don't say that about yourself. Like, would you say that to me? Like, I'm your best friend. Talk to yourself like you would your best friend. And having people that help hold you accountable in, in those moments 
is really what's going to allow you to be vulnerable with yourself and get to the bottom of these issues that, you know, are your negative thoughts and contribute to you not having self-love and then, and in turn, then being able to achieve it. So the last or the third reason or thing that you can do to kind of help you achieve self-love is by finding people that are very similar to you and that inspire you. So for me, this specifically had a lot to do with social media. And I think that it really made me realize that social media is a powerful tool. I think in the recent years, society has started to like look at social media in a negative way or, or say like social media is toxic and, um, you know, you shouldn't spend time on social media. I do not believe that that is true. I believe that social media is toxic and you shouldn't spend time on social media when you are not utilizing it properly. And what I mean is get out of the mindset that you need to follow every single person that you know on social media. Get out of the mindset that because you were friends with this girl in middle school, high school, college, whatever, you need to keep on following her. Um, you know, stop following the influencers that your friends are following if if they're not serving a purpose for you. Use your social media to empower you. Like what empowers me might not empower you. And that's okay. But you need to find people that are like you that are on a similar path or journey or in similar in their bodies or whatever it may be, and that inspire you. I think so many of us get caught up in like, well, I can't unfollow this person. Like they, their content may literally make me feel like shit and make me feel down about myself or down about the weight that I've put on or, or whatever that down that I can't buy clothes from this specific place because they don't carry my size. You know, we get so caught up in, well, I can't unfollow that person though, that we allow these negative aspects of social media to then infiltrate our day to day and what we're seeing. And you need to put things in your path and in your view that are inspiring to you, that empower you, not that tear you down, not that make you question yourself, not that make you, you know, want to belittle yourself or whatever. And I'm not saying that people do it on purpose. I'm saying like your best friend may be someone that you need to take a moment away and not follow anymore. Like if, if your best friend is someone that you find you're so jealous of and you literally look at them and then belittle yourself, you may need to say, hey, girl, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not following you for, you know, to be a bitch or whatever, but I just need to kind of focus on myself right now. And I'm glad that you're confident in who you are, but seeing your content sometimes triggers me. And that's okay. Like your friends will understand. I've had to do this with some of my best friends and we are still friends. They get it. They're there to empower me with whatever that means. And so you need to use your social media in a way that's empowering and truly social media can be one of your greatest tools in a self-love journey. Like there are so many people out there that are influencers or are um, ambassadors or allies for different communities or people or body types. And they're there for a reason. They want to help other people feel inspired. So go find them, go find people that inspire you 
and get rid of the people that are just dead weight on your social media or are making you question yourself. Like the time is 2022. Social media is here to serve us. Stop serving social media. So really those are three of the main things that you can do to help you achieve self-love and to help you be successful on a self-love journey. And I promise if you start implementing those three things in your day-to-day life, you will see results. Now, with that being said, you can you can implement those three things, but if you still allow certain aspects of your life to be negative or you to be um, influenced by these other negative factors, you are going to struggle. And I truly believe that throughout the course of my self-love journey, I have found five main things that contribute to every single person struggling on their on in self-love or struggling to have self-love or you know struggling to believe in themselves and have confidence. So I want to break down these top five things that contribute to you continuing to struggle to find self-love or struggling on a self-love journey and and de- kind of debunk them for you. So number one is having poor mental health. There is like the stigma around not talking about mental health, mental health being bad, it being embarrassing, it being negative. I do not believe that. I think that there's a difference between having mental health issues and getting help for them and being open to receiving help and having mental health issues and being in denial and being closed minded and wanting to suffer through them. Mental health issues directly impact your mindset, and we'll kind of discuss that later, but your your mindset is vital to your self-love journey. So if you have a mental health illness, whether it's depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever it may be, and it is controlling your every thought, you are going to struggle to find self-love. It's just a fact. So It's not a negative thing that you have this illness or you have this issue, but you just need to be open to receiving help and receiving help will be pivotal, pivotal for your self-love journey. Receiving help can look a lot of different ways. It can be, you know, going to therapy. It can be talking to a friend that's going to therapy and getting advice from them on things that have been successful. It can be going to a doctor and getting on medicine. If you, if those things don't float your boat and you're more spiritual and you want to like find a mentor or a psychic or, you know, a, a coach, do that. Do whatever works for you, but work on your mental health. The minute that you grow and accept your mental illness and you work on it and you're open to fixing it and growing in it, you will then learn to embrace yourself. And that is like literally one of the the pillars of finding self-love. If you are someone who is closed-minded, in denial, and unwilling to receive help for your mental health, or in denial that you have mental health issues, you are literally doing the exact opposite of self-love. I'm not saying that your mental illness needs to be a whole personality trait, but I'm saying that your mental illness is part of who you are. It may just be that season of your life. It may be your entire life, but it is part of who you are and you need to be able to embrace it, but also help yourself through it. 
So number one, poor mental health and the unwillingness to get help for it will contribute to your self-love journey being a struggle or to you not being able to find self-love. The second thing is having stagnant people within your circle. I know when I was starting my self-love journey, I looked at my friend group and I was like, oh, I don't literally, I don't have any stagnant people. Like all my friends are growing, they're popping off. Like, yeah, like I, I have supportive friends. Like I literally do not resonate with this at all. But I am telling you, the moment that you start growing, stagnant people will become apparent in your life. And I'm not saying that you need to get your scissors out and start cu- cu- cutting people out of your life. All I'm saying is that it will become apparent who you are outgrowing. And you are going to outgrow the way they think, the way they live, like them as people. And it's okay. I think the number one thing with this is accepting and being mature enough to know that not every single person needs to be with you from start to finish. Not every single person is meant to be in every season of your life. You know, your your circles are going to shift. Your circles are going to deplete and grow and it's it's going to change and that's okay. But you cannot expect stagnant people or people that you are outgrowing to support you in this journey. And the reason is, is because they do not have self-love for themselves. And I'm not telling you that, you know, you need to force every single person in your life to be on a self-love journey. No, like people need to choose a self-love journey for themselves. But if someone is not growing or someone is not, you know, working towards their goals, someone is not in a positive mindset, you find yourself with a negative Nelly or someone who is pessimistic or, you know, is really like critical of other people, how can you really sit there and expect them to support you in this journey of self-exploration and, you know, embracing who you are and embracing yourself in every single stage of life? Because they're truly not living that way for themselves. And I don't say this to be harsh. I don't say this to be a bitch, but there are going to be people in your life that don't want to see you be on a self-love journey. They don't want to see you find happiness and be successful. And they may argue and say that they do. But the fact of the matter is there are going to be people that do not truly want to see you find this. And it will become very clear and easy for you to kind of narrow these people out because it's going to look like this. It's going to look like people who are supposed to be your friends but are making fun of you. It's people who are going to try to compromise your you time, who are going to, you know, make you feel guilty for taking time out for yourselves and make you feel guilty that you're not spending the time with them. They are going to kind of be the ones that discourage you away from your goals and say things like, no, don't do that. People are going to, you know, think that you're a weirdo. Don't hang those affirmations up on your mirror like your therapist said, because what happens if someone comes over? Like, that's embarrassing. Those people are the people that deep, deep down do not want to see you move forward and do not want to see you grow. And During the time when you are embarking on a self-love journey, it will become apparent, but you need to be willing to remove those stagnant people from your circle and just grow apart from them. The third thing that is going to contribute 
to you struggling to find self-love or struggling on your self-love journey is your willingness to give up and your unwillingness to step out of your comfort zone. So the thing is, a lot of us are more than willing to give up, but we're not willing to step outside of our comfort zone because it's just that it's uncomfortable. But I'm here to tell you that it's one of the most cliche things that you hear. It's so overused, but it's also so true that nothing good happens within your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is truly only there to hold you back. The minute that you find yourself being comfortable, it means that you have stopped growing. And my mentor, Lindsay, was the one that really instilled this in my mind. And I used to kind of question her. And I used to be like, no, your comfort zone is there to protect you. It's there to protect you from growing. It's there to protect you from the unknown. But I'm here to tell you that the unknown is not always a bad thing. So for me, stepping outside of my comfort zone looked like being willing to spend time alone with myself and in silence. It looked like being willing and open to listen to podcasts, reading personal development books, surrounding myself or going to seminars and trainings with people that thought differently than me. It looked like leaving behind people and things that I had known for so long and clung to, even though they were no longer serving me. Stepping outside of my comfort zone looked like challenging my mindset with the people that I was surrounding myself with, with the the therapists that I had. Um, And it really, truly looked like utilizing social media for a greater purpose. So stepping outside of your comfort zone is going to look differently for you than it did for me and for the next person. But you need to be willing and open to step outside of your comfort zone and grow. Do things that scare you and that push you to be the next best version of yourself. The fourth thing that is going to hold you back and that is going to be made really clear if you are someone that does this is living for other people. I still a year and a half into this self-love journey struggle with this literally multiple times a week. This is the number one thing that my girlfriend calls me out for and I have to check myself for and hold myself accountable for. It is that I am a people pleaser. I am constantly questioning the decisions that I make based on what other people may say or may think or you know may feel. And the thing is, you need to start living your life for you or you're never going to find self-love. Living for other people is based on the belief that people are going to talk shit or are going to criticize you for what you're doing. And I'm here to tell you that, yeah, there are going to be people out there that criticize you. When I started my online business, it took me two years to work my way up to the moment of saying, Hey, Lindsay, yes, I'm ready to start my online business. I want to know everything that you could possibly teach me. I'm ready to do this because I was so scared that people were going to be like, oh, no, Bond is literally that girl. Like she's that shampoo girl. Wait, like Bond is trying to be an influencer, but only has like a thousand followers. Like look at her content. It's not even that good. 
I literally deleted every single picture off my Instagram because I was so scared of people talking shit on me. But I'm here to tell you, it is not your business what other people say about you. And this is one of the hardest things for me to wrap my head around. But this is a fact. Yes, there are going to be people that talk shit on you. There are going to be people that talk shit behind your back, that criticize you, that judge you, whatever. But most of the time, like I would argue probably 99% of the time, you're not going to know that they're doing it because they're not going to do it to your face. They're going to do it behind your back. And the fact of the matter is that's not your fucking business. If it's if it if it, it's not being said to you, you just need to stay in the mindset that it's not happening. And if it is happening, it's not your business what they're saying about you. Because it's not. Get your nose out of other people's mouths and start listening to the things that you are being told. And I guarantee you, the things that people are going to tell you are that they support you that they're proud of you, that you're inspiring them, that they couldn't do what you're doing. Those are the things that you need to live for. Not the people that are standing behind your back or using um, social media as a cover to talk shit on you. You need to stop making decisions for your life based on what others will say. And this looks a a series of different ways. This can look like not wearing that that thing you want to wear because someone might not say it looks good. Someone might say it doesn't look good on you. It may look like, you know, not like starting that online business because you're afraid what other people are going to say. If you want to start that online business, start that online business. If you want to sell Avon, sell Avon. If you want to go door to door with shampoo samples, Go door to door with shampoo samples and do your thing. Stop living life based on what others could possibly say about you and start living for what will make you happy. If you're a girly girl and you want to start, you know, mountain biking and playing in mud, if that's what's going to make you happy, go do it. Stop letting what other people could say about you control what you're doing for yourself. Self-love journeys appear to be selfish to a lot of people, but I'm here to tell you they're not selfish. It is okay, and you are meant to do things that are what you want to do, regardless of what others could say or how others feel about it. Your self-love journey starts with you making the decision to stop doing things for other people. And I'm telling you, it's going to be hard because like I said, a year and a half in, I still struggle with this so often, but you're going to have to just keep going back to your mindset. You're going to have to keep working on it. And you're just going to have to keep telling yourself, it's not my fucking business what people could say about me. It's my business what people do say to me. And 99% of the time, people are only going to say supportive things to me. It doesn't matter if they're full of shit. It doesn't matter if they're lying and just saying it to make you feel better. Take what they're saying at face value and accept the support. The last thing that is going to hold you back is if you do not realize and you do not believe that you need to constantly be working on your mindset. And I'm saying this because you most likely will never master self-love. 
I was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day, but I think that as humans, we are never going to get to a place where we are done growing, where like we have mastered or become an expert in living life, mastering self-love, like overcoming every single trauma. Like it's like you're going to continually grow. And I think that it's so true and so right to believe that self-love journeys are a lifelong process. There's always going to be things that trip you up. There's always going to make be moments where you may second guess yourself or question yourself. You'll always be changing and evolving. Things that may make you happy at 21 may, may, not, may not make you happy at 36. But, you know, it's a, self, it's a lifelong process and you have to constantly be working on your mindset. So this literally ties into living for other people for me. Like I go through periods, like it could be months where like I genuinely do not give a fuck what people could think about me. I'll be talking on my stories. I'm going live. I'm posting on social media. I'm walking out in crop tops. I like am like eating whatever the fuck I want to eat. Like I do not care. But then all of a sudden I'll, you know, allow my sights to be set on something that makes me question myself. And I have to use those moments to be like, okay, this is a time when I need to go back to the basics and start working on my mindset again. I'm starting to slip up. I need to start being self-aware. And being self-aware and humble enough to know when it's time to go back, back to the basics is the number one thing that will help you be successful. You are more than likely going to have to go back to the drawing board more than once. You're more than likely going to have to go back to the basics, look at what's not working, look at what's working and pivot. And I have failed at doing this more times than I can count, but it's people like my mentor, Lindsay, it's people like, you know, my coworkers that I work with all across the world on social media. It's people like my best friends that help empower me and encourage me to literally just forgive myself and pivot like you sitting and beating yourself up about having a stagnant period or failing or you know like slipping up isn't gonna get you anywhere but stopped it's okay it's gonna happen but you just need to be self-aware you need to humble yourself use these as humbling moments and be like all right bond i'm going back to the basics we're starting over this is what was successful this is what wasn't we're obviously not going to do the not the things that weren't successful. We're going to add in some other things that could possibly be successful this time around. And we're going to give it our all. We're going to just do the damn thing. And so, like I said, surrounding yourself with people who will make you think and reflect on the thoughts and the actions that you're, you know, putting out there is what's going to help you realize when you're on track or when you're lose, off, off track or when you're losing track. And they're going to help you, you know, have a greater sense of self-awareness. So those are all in all the five things that will hinder you or stop you or, or make you struggle during your self-love journey. One, poor mental health. Two, stagnant people within your circle. Three, your willingness to give up, but your unwillingness to step outside of your comfort zone. Four, living for other people. And then lastly, five, not knowing that it requires constant mindset work. So I'm here to tell you that self-love is not selfish. You need to be kind to yourself. You need to remind yourself that you're human and you're not always going to be perfect. Along your self-love journey, there's going to be times when you feel like you're being selfish, 
but you need to continually remind yourself that being confident, finding self-love is not selfish. It's not fucked up to be in love with your body. It's not self-fucked up to love who you are as a person. I'm not encouraging you to be conceited. I'm not encouraging you to rub it in other people's face, but I'm encouraging you to embrace it, to use that to empower other people who may be struggling. Some There are going to be times along the journey that you have to prioritize doing things that protect your peace. For me, that's looked up, that's looked like changing jobs, giving up part-time jobs that, you know, gave me some financial stability, but that felt like they were wasting my time. It felt like saying no to hanging out with people when I, I really didn't feel up for it and needed to spend some time with myself and spend some time, you know, working on my mental health. It looked like reaching out to my therapist for an extra session or reaching out to my friend and saying, hey, I'm struggling today. This is what I'm struggling with and letting her help work through things with me. It, it looks like relying on your partner on your bad days and, you know, finding the beauty in the little things in life. If someone or something doesn't align with your values or the goals that you're trying to reach for yourself, it's okay to take a step back from that or from that thing or for that from that person for yourself. There are going to be people that will grow alongside you and there are going to be people you outgrow. It's going to be sad. It's going to be hard. It's going to be emotional. Your self-love journey is not going to be the way that some people portray it to be on social media. But I'm here to tell you that embarking on a self-love journey and doing it with intentionality is going to be one of the most fulfilling and life-changing things you could possibly do for yourself. So I'm going to end this episode with some reflection questions for you. And I really urge you to kind of jot them down, really take some time to just kind of do a brain dump for them, which looks like kind of just sitting down with a pen and paper, taking like 10, 15, 20 minutes, however much time you want to give, and really just writing out the answers to these questions and then trying to implement that into your life. So to end today's episode, these are the questions I leave you with. What holds you back from fully loving yourself? What are things in your current environment that affect the way you view yourself or feel about yourself? When you think about your current situation or the person that you currently are in this season of your life, what feelings come to the surface? What makes you feel those specific feelings? And is there anything you can do to make those feelings more positive? What are things that you genuinely enjoy doing for you? And lastly, what makes you feel the most happy? What makes you feel the most confident? And what makes you feel the most proud? What things are going to make you start living the life that you dream and you desire to live. So until next week, I send you off with those reflection questions. I hope that your week is full of love and light. And please, please remember that self-love is not selfish.